Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pixel Refresh Podcast. I am your host, Marco Rodriguez, and today I am joined by none other than the rushed, the Apple phone breaking, Mario Amaral. What is going on, buddy? I am a great. Said, oh, you're Tony uh, tiger. the Tiger today. <laughs> Dang. Tony the Tiger today. I did not have my Tony the Tiger was what cornflakes, correct? It was frosted flakes. Frosted flakes. Ooh, I messed them up. The other ones a chicken or a or it's like a, a rooster. A rooster, yeah. 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 Oh, damn. There's going to be a fight between Tony the Tiger and the rooster. So, what's going on, my friend? Same old, same old and some new stuff How's too. How's the weather? <laughs> the weather outside is pretty nice lately. We've been in like the double digits at least in the positives. Yeah, yeah. At least in the positives. Maybe not double digits every day, but in the positives. That is definitely uh, a welcoming factor. Yeah, here. you know what? Today, probably after this, I'm probably going to go ride my uh, my uh, boosted board for the first yeah. time in a long time. So For the first time in a long time, actually, since I've ever purchased, since I purchased the car, I actually cleaned it. See, I purchased the car, never got around to actually, like, you yeah. know how much I love detailing and cleaning my vehicles. Hell yeah. Uh, you know, not saying I have more than one vehicle and I have like, I wish I had a whole lot full of them, but I love cleaning and detailing vehicles, period. So I've had this car and because it was brand new, I never really got around to cleaning it because I really didn't need it. But the weather's, you know, been great. And the other day I like wore shorts. Yep, I wore shorts because I told Mother Nature, you know what? If I wear shorts, weather's got to be good. Yeah, bro. That's so like I your shindig. Shorts. shorts is like your shindig. Like. It's, yeah, 100%. It's what I do. Like, people are like, yo, did you see Mario? Because it's like negative 20 outside and that motherfucker's wearing shorts. Hell yeah. That's what he does. Hell yeah. <laughs> people at work, like, it's it's hilarious, man. I'm, like, getting changed uh, in my uh, in my at my locker in my locker room yeah yeah and there's like these these other co-workers there and they're like you wearing shorts man i'm like yeah they're like no man you're crazy you're crazy i'm like yo it's gorgeous outside it's hot they're like you're crazy <laughs> man <laughs> i'm uh. like i wear shorts all day every day it's funny though because i'll like wear shorts and then like a like a sweater is there you know like I mean? no policy like- at you work on shorts I can't wear shorts while I'm working. This is when I'm leaving. Oh, okay. This is when I'm changing from my work clothes, So they think you're crazy going to your car. Yeah. Like, I'm going to my car or going home. You know, maybe they Uh, don't even know I'm taking the car or whatever, right? Yeah, you're just going to walk home on your arms. Yeah. Yeah, basically, and break both of them and then walk home on them. That's kind of what I do. Inside joke, people. Long time ago. Inside joke. No, so, I never walked home on my arms while they were broken. They don't know that, bro. Don't let, <laughs> don't not lie to them. Uh, but yeah, no, the weather gets nice. I, I know a lot of people who are like, you know, if I start wearing nicer clothes, the weather will continue to get nicer. Like I'm, I'm protesting the cold weather, basically. Exactly. Um, and I just want to say that anybody who's worried about global warming <clears throat> and wondering why our winters haven't been as severe as they have, like maybe back in the 80s and 70s and even the 90s is yours truly wearing shorts throughout winter now mother nature's confused yeah guys he's been fighting the the good fight yeah so you're all welcome these mild winters are thanks to me right here the one the truly the mar rio Rio. (laughs) okay wearing shorts all winter snowstorms hailstorms frozen rain doesn't matter what it is 
you'll catch Mario in shorts. I go into shops and they just look at me like, okay, do we have a discount for, you know, mentally ill people? Because this man deserves it right now. <laughs> He's not 100% there. So no, I've, I've, I get the looks. Go on, Sart. Yeah, so I was going to say, like, we, we I think, today have a pretty good overall topic for the, the, the whole episode. And, and I'm going to say the topic of discussion today uh, across the board, I think, should be streaming, uh, specifically game streaming. The reason I say this is because I was, I was looking at our notes, and the only thing we have here is... Microsoft flips the switch on Xbox One PC streaming. And so we'll get into that in just a second. But the other topics that we had or decided to talk about were related to game streaming in some form or another. So I think for the most part, this episode should be around game streaming. What do you think? Yeah, let's let's do it. So uh, there's a lot to do with game streaming as well as in just uh, streaming period and and the world becoming such a digital world now right like oh yeah hell yeah 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 definitely like streaming is gonna be streaming is like the next level of stuff right like tomorrow apple you know this is not game streaming or at least we don't know yet but apple is going to be announcing their supposed streaming service or whatever it is and we'll find out what that is tomorrow but it's everyone's moving in that direction. Everybody wants to be the Netflix of blank, you know, either video games or whatever it is, right? Um, and I think we should start with this actual subject of Microsoft turning on PC Xbox One streaming. So if nobody knew, you if you have a, a Windows PC and an Xbox, previously the only thing you could do was stream your Xbox, um, you, sh you could stream your Xbox One game to your PC and play on your PC. And now, with this, they've actually turned the opposite on. You're actually able to play PC games on your Xbox One using your Xbox controller. And this is like, fundamentally for, I feel, I feel like more of a few people, this is pretty big. Right. Especially those people who don't have like a what do you call that? A stream link. Is that what they're called? The st steam link, the, the steam link, the yeah. steam link. Yeah. So for those people who don't have a steam link that Microsoft just turned the Xbox into essentially a steam link. You know what I mean? Being right. able to stream your entire desktop, most likely, and all your Steam games to your Xbox. That's crazy, right? See, it's funny because I don't know if you remember this, but in the past, I've tried to do the same thing, but using hardware. I don't remember if I told you about this, but my issue was like latency, like lag. I tried hooking up on the HDMI in into the Xbox, my PC. Oh, yeah, okay. Because yeah. I wanted to use my, my PC. I wanted to have my so Xbox using the on. Xbox's TV feature. As TV feature and then trying to play games and watch videos and do everything I did on my PC through the Xbox. Yeah. But there was an issue with, like, latency or just, like... There, yeah, that, so that port does have a latency thing because it was actually... The latency is not an issue when you are just asking it to change channels because uh, there might just be a slight delay on you asking and it giving you the channel you want. But when you put anything else through that port, it's it delays it. Uh, yeah, so but yeah, it's so just you funny that, that. yeah, it's just funny that this feature is out and it's like, well, does anybody really want it? Well, I tried it. I tried it right away when the Xbox One X came out, or the One, sorry, the Xbox One initially came out. The first thing I tried was like, 
I love using my PC all the time, but I don't want to turn off my Xbox because I want like all those great features of like knowing who's online and maybe having a chat. Yeah. Which this wasn't available back then on like something like Windows Windows 10 or 8 was the first time those features started coming out. But we're talking like this is still Windows 7. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean, there definitely. was no Xbox app on windows so like i was trying I to even do... go as far as to say that the early xbox app wasn't as good as the one that exists today so no that all the features weren't there it's yeah definitely it's come a long way there's so many features it's funny because there's so many things that now using the xbox app i'm like oh wow i didn't even know that existed yeah yeah the only thing i've noticed and uh, you know i don't know if you've used this feature recently but i've used the streaming feature from my pc so my xbox streaming to my pc and i remember in the past using this feature and it was like flawless especially because like my my wireless connection at home is good and you know all this right i've used it on my laptop uh playing a an xbox game using my laptop with windows 10 streaming my xbox now i tried to use it recently when i had my couches repaired and yeah. i couldn't use it like it was really leggy like really bad i just couldn't use it at all and i don't know why but I yeah. wonder, and, and that's the thing, like, throughout this this topic, you know, you're going to hear us say that one of the biggest issues with moving into this direction, and, you know, we've already seen it with video, right? Like, video went through a thing where, not a lot of people remember, but videos used to have to buffer. They used to have to load before you could play them. We weren't streaming oh, yeah. them. And when, when streaming started to become a thing, the problem with video was... If the video would stream and you didn't have the bandwidth, it wouldn't uh, degrade the quality that it was feeding you like it does today. It would just like get choppy and weird and pause in certain points, you know what I mean? And there's nothing you could do about it. And I think that is like the fundamental issue with any streaming product, whether it's a local streaming product or, or not, is there's so many factors in what makes your internet good that one moment things could be great and then the next moment things can be uh, a shit show for lack of a better word you know and and that's that's it right like like you just gave a great example of how you used to use the same feature and it was fine and i've used it in the past too it was fine for me as well but now you tried it again and it it wasn't acting the way you expected no and I've used it in the past at like quality versus speed and it was great. And now I've had to tune down and lose all the quality and put up speed as the main uh, feature and it still was bad and it looked awful. Like it, w- it wasn't playable, enjoyably playable anymore. So I just gave up on that feature, literally brought my Xbox One X to my bedroom and hooked it up there. So that's how bad it was. I don't know if you remember me telling you I brought my Xbox to the bedroom. No. And I, I was like I so ex- one thing I was super excited about when I did do that and I, this is totally off topic was that there was no more power brick to like lug around. So I literally just had to pick up my Xbox. I already had my uh Apple TV in the bedroom, so my Apple TV had the HDMI which I used and guess what? The power cord was the same one from the Xbox, which is just that generic like Infinity H shape, right? Yeah. So like it was literally just unplug the Xbox, which was on Wi-Fi already anyways, and bring it over to the bedroom. See, I thought maybe Wi-Fi was the issue with the streaming, and then I hooked it up, you know, directly to uh, Ethernet, Ethernet cord, yeah. 
and I still had the same issue. So I don't know. Maybe it could have been just something I was having an issue with somewhere within yeah, the, the Wi-Fi connection. Yeah, it could be just too. a network anomaly that was it could causing be. it. You know, who knows? But again, it just goes back to like that is the issue with streaming in general is that like some of the stuff that we're about to talk about is like super cool or existed for a long time and you know it's just not mainstream yet but but the biggest issue is like you got to have a pretty good internet connection for some of this to work right so you, yeah so you do and i think a lot of the services nowadays are like 15 megabytes minimum you know what i mean there are still some services that do like 5 and 10 but you're kind of on the rim of like barely getting any good connection at all or like yeah. really losing our resolution you know what i mean yeah yeah I but like yeah you're at the point where it really matters to have a really good internet and for many people that's like available but for many people it's not as well yeah definitely i totally agree have you been able to try this new uh pc to xbox streaming i haven't yet myself i have okay. not so i haven't either but i have tried sony actually recently put out their remote play app on on the ios devices Okay. And so now you can actually remote play with your PlayStation from an iPad or an iPhone using a Bluetooth controller. The only gripe I have, and I've done it, actually, it's pretty cool. Latency is pretty cool. Audio comes through. You can use on-screen touch controls to play the game, or you can hook up a Bluetooth controller. Unfortunately, you can't hook up a Bluetooth PlayStation controller for some reason. Weird. Yeah, weird. Uh, so I use, I have like a, a my mfi certified controller the steels or whatever it's yeah called. like a steel series i think i have the hori one or something like that and uh it works my only gripe is that in earlier uh specifications of the mfi certified controllers there's no such thing as r3 click and uh you know l3 click you can't click in the thumbsticks the thumbsticks hmm. and in most video games those thumbsticks clicks actually do something right and so until someone releases is a MFI certified controller that does do that, which after my research, I found out in iOS 11 or 12, one of the two, they changed the standard so that uh, one of the inputs is those clicks. Mm. So Apple changed it. There's like one controller coming out on the market that has it. But an easier solution would be like, hey, Apple, just let us pair our Bluetooth Xbox controllers to your your device or the PlayStation controllers, like make an I exception if, for just those controllers. I wonder if the PlayStation Bluetooth controller is just an issue on iPhone. I mean, like both the of these, both of these are an issue just on iPhone on, on okay. Android. It's fine. Yeah. I think I'm, on Android is where that service was first released initially as well. I think so. Yeah. It was like a, probably like a beta there first or it was just available. I know there was something like that that was just available on Android first. And that's because it's probably easier without all the restrictions on developers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the, and don't get me wrong, the app works great. I was playing, I was playing Horizon Zero Dawn, and the only thing I couldn't do was run and use my like scanning power. But for the Listen, most that's part, that's like, go ahead, sorry. But I mean, run as in like sprint. Her regular like push forward on the the pad is like a pretty good right. run already. You knew I was gonna say something about that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She just you can't you can't like full on sprint. Like you could do everything else. But again, it is limiting. I'm not saying it's not. It's it's definitely playable, but it's not playable in you getting the full experience out of it just because the controller doesn't support two extra. Button. Yeah, but again, like I said, there is one a controller manufacturer that is coming out with a controller that does have those two buttons. So as soon as that happens, people will be able to use it better if they have that controller 
Or two, if you don't care and you just want to use the on-screen buttons, you do you, boo-boo, because uh-huh. I can't do that shit. No, me either. No uh, way. Any game. Any game that's really intensive, like even on you know an iPhone, or and I have an XS Max, <clears throat> pretty big screen. I still can't. I can't do the on-screen you know, joystick and, you know, two button thing. If it's just like a touch button, like, you know, playing uh, tanks a lot or whatever. Uh, I forgot what it's, you know, then I could do that, you know, where just tap, tap, tap and move around. But if there's actually like physical uh, buttons displayed digitally, yeah, 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 I can't. That's literally how it is. Yeah, no way. That has to be, you know, a controller. And and so your controller, do you just lay your phone somewhere? Do you have like one of those attachments on the controller that lets uh, you like... I, uh, I was using, for, for the purpose of me playing it, I was using my iPad in bed. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. And so I just prop the iPad against the headboard. I, I usually lay down on my belly. So I'd prop the, the, the iPad against the headboard and then I'd play while laying down on my belly. Um, and again, it was super fun. It worked. The quality was great, surprisingly. Like I had it at like... 72060 I think and it like was smooth nice. it was super smooth I bumped it up to 108060 but it I don't think my connection can handle it uh it, it requires I'm pretty sure more bandwidth or better you know better Wi-Fi devices I don't know what it is right. uh but I could it, it probably you're also not beside your main yeah Wi-Fi. I, I couldn't get it to work um, yeah, all the devices in my basement just collect connect to the satellite uh, Orbi Wi-Fi thing. Um, extender, basically, yeah, but basically a much extender. more advanced extender. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that was fun. I, again, I think my only wish out of that whole situation is that I could pair a uh, Bluetooth Xbox controller or the PlayStation controller to the iPad in order to play games. I mean certifying those two controllers specifically through apple like apple just let them do it it'd be easier that way yeah. um i think the sony one it's a bit more complicated little complicated because their their controller uses a proprietary like bluetooth signal uh so that might not be that easy i'm not sure but who knows that that's been my experience with that but then like the big topic today is gdc recently passed by for those who don't know what the the acronym gdc stands for it's game developers conference this is an annual conference that happens every year where a ton of game developers get together and they have talks about how they do cool things in games and what art direction and what's bad games it's more of a develop it's literally a developers conference where they talk to each other about their learnings through creating certain games that they've created and so on and so forth generally this is not a place where you get big news items but this year it was rumored up until game developers conference that Google of all people was going to be there and that they had something crazy out of this world to announce especially coming from google so game developer conference uh rolls around and google is actually there and they announced something called and i i don't know if this is the way you call it because i haven't watched any of the videos on this thing i'm gonna call it stadia that's what it seems like stadia stadia it's it's it must be stadia i don't remember i watched the video i don't remember what they called it to be honest Okay. Uh, it makes sense that it'd be called Stadia. So for those who don't know, before we dive deep into Stadia, Google has been testing streaming games through your Chrome browser for a couple of months now in some sort of beta. And no one, I guess, expected that to turn into something, something bigger than it actually was. And so 
in Chrome, you were able to stream Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I think it was, or Origins, one of the two. Right. And I remember seeing this, and I, I never really tried it, but you're right. I do remember actually seeing all this stuff about streaming. I, was, I didn't think it was like full-out games. Yeah, and so they were for if you had the beta, if you were in the beta, they gave you a copy of Ubisoft's, I think it was Assassin's Creed Odyssey, for you to play. And it would stream, and everybody was giving great, like, rave feedback, like, this is great, it works really well, it works surprisingly well, considering, and there's, like, little to no latency, uh, so on and so forth. Fast forward, and Google's announcing Stadia. And Stadia is essentially that platform, the ability to stream games to what they're claiming is any device. Right. Basically, if the device, I'm assuming what they're saying is, if the device can run a browser, then the device can run the games. Plain and simple. That's what they're saying. And they're saying you can switch from device to device seamlessly from your phone to your tablet to your TV. Yeah. So I've, you know what I mean? I've actually seen there's another third party company who's been working on the same type of technology. And I don't know actually if Google bought them, but I remember a couple of months back at uh, Computex. That is the annual computer parts conference, okay, where all of the, you know, the antics of the world, everybody tells you what the new parts for your computer are coming out. And there was a company there that Linus Tech Tips went to go see, and they were working on stream game streaming technology in which you could pick up the game with their like little portable console thing, right? And then switch to another device and have it play the exact game at the exact point in time you were on that other device. And Google is promising this, which is out of this world. Like just to be able to not have to like load up the game and then like load a save or whatever so that you right. get back to where you were. Like, no, you pick up the device and you press a button and you are back to where you were exactly where you left off in that other game, you know, in that other instance of your game. And that's huge. That is like huge. I think all in all, the testing went well with Stadia with that developer beta or that beta for the, for people. Right. But the, I think the crazy thing is that Google is creating custom hardware for this. Like they have gone out and they're making these like Stadia custom servers to run the these games. And nobody knows what games are going to be a part of this at first. Well, they named some of the I think the partners that are already I, in I would assume Ubisoft with. is one of them because they they have the big game that they showed on stage was Assassin's Creed or it seemed that way. And for their representation, they showed Assassin's Creed loading in about five seconds and running on any device. Like I guess they showed a a, a set of different devices that it could run on. And they're talking up to 4K. Yeah, they're talking up to 4K 60 frames per second. Right. And they have future plans for the system to output 8K 120 frames. And yes, the players players can play with a controller, either third-party controllers, a dedicated Stadia controller, mouse and keyboard so, will just work fine as well. So the dedicated Stadia controller, the main benefit from that controller is that it is connected wi-fi so you're actually the whole point of that is to lose that latency of having to press something that's connected to the hardware and waiting for the signal to get to uh the server side whereas and now this controller is connected directly to wi-fi so it should oh mm. so you're saying that so i again i didn't watch any of the videos so i don't know this yes piece. so, so this, this, controller... this knowledge is in your head but you're saying 
that the controller connects to the server directly via Wi-Fi. Correct. So this controller is Wi-Fi connected. Wow. So it'll be connected to the server versus your hardware. That is crazy. Yeah. So that's why this hardware is a big deal versus just using any old controller, which would be connected to your hardware, which would have latency sending the signal. Now, for some people, hardcore gamers, latency is a big issue. Yeah. Especially when you're playing games that are like fighting you games. Know, fighting games. Like latency fighting is games. A huge Call thing. of Duty. Any shooting game. Anything like that. Any multiplayer where uh, you know milliseconds matter it's at that point where you don't want to go into a service like this because of that latency yeah now what they're saying is the latency is going to be you're always going to have latency especially when you're streaming anything you know what i mean but to have the con- the controller which is one of the biggest issues in latency right like by the time you press a by the time it gets to the server by the time it gets back to you know the game and the screen yeah so now they're saying no this controller is wi-fi connected straight to the service versus you connecting bluetooth to the hardware sending the signal through the hardware to the server back so ultimately you could probably say that playing their games on anything but their hardware might be a bad experience might well i don't like again hardcore gaming versus your everyday gamer right there's so many factors right now so many factors you know yeah uh, pricing uh the connection it's gonna need like what do you, you I know even... what talking about pricing sorry to cut you off but what do you think is the sweet spot what what do you envision you yourself because i know you're not the biggest gamer in the world right and you prioritize streaming services in the sense of like movies and tvs over your video game consumption so for you what is the sweet spot? What what price could they say that this service is for you to purchase it month to month? Okay, let's just, first of all, this is not a new concept. So let's compare it to, cons, you know, to other companies that already have this out, like PlayStation Now. PlayStation Now exists. PlayStation Now is a streaming service for gaming, mostly old, uh, older games. And it costs, what, I'd say $20 a month? What does PlayStation Now cost? That's a good and question. That, but, that might be an American uh, price. I PlayStation think PlayStation now costs. Where are the subscription options? Load twenty bucks a month or a hundred dollars okay. a year. A hundred dollars a year would rough out to about what eight dollars a month, roughly. Okay, Actually, so less. Uh, yeah, like seven ninety nine, I think. Okay, so eight dollars a month is what PlayStation Now is going for. How popular is it? How well does it work? Does it have the same capa- uh, capabilities? Most likely not. Google now has to, this is their competition. The other competition right now that is still a beta would be your, um, what is it, GeForce Now? Yeah. So GeForce Now is also in the running for this. As we know, Xbox, Microsoft has talked about Project, what is it, Project X Cloud? Yeah, Project X Cloud. Yeah. Which is another streaming service. So everyone's getting into the game now. So like, it's one of these are going to start off and they're going to set that price. It's been PlayStation. PlayStation has set the price. I don't know if PlayStation now has any like triple A, um, you know, titles on there. I think it's mostly like older titles. I think but the, the, the library on PlayStation now is just PS three games is it just ps3 right now i think so okay so if it's just ps3 games they've set the price at like you're gonna pay minimum twenty dollars minimum twenty dollars a month we know that already now xbox has their own it's not streaming but they have their xbox uh what is it called game pass 
and that's around ten dollars a month. Well, but actually, you need physical PlayStation hard- now is saying that you can download PS4, PS3, and PS2 games. Okay, so twenty dollars is the is the is the cost right now. Let's say that's that's what competition is charging. Now we can't compare which one is better because one of them is not here yet. Yeah. So let's say twenty dollars. So twenty dollars a month. I'm saying you can't be over the thirty dollars a month Canadian for that service to be worth it. I agree. $30 a month, if you go over that, you're too high. Because you're at the point where you're a streaming service. We know there's going to be downs. We know there's going to be so many issues that are still going to have to be weaved out. Okay? And here's the biggest fear. I don't know if people realize this about Google. Here's, here's the biggest fear. You go out, and I know this is kind of like you know a different topic, but you go out, you buy some hardware like the um, Stadia. We called it Stadia, right? So the yeah, Stadia yeah. controller... You invest in $30 a month. Maybe you buy a whole year. You know what I mean? Maybe it costs like $150 for the year. You're like, what a bargain. I'm getting, they're guaranteeing me that all these developers are in. And, and you know, I'm going to get like the same quality I got from playing a game physically at 1080. And if I have a 4K device, 4K TV, 4K. Google does what they're infamous for. They get into a project. They get everyone hyped. They got like a community of people who love it. But it doesn't work out the way they like it, and they drop it. It's not the first time they've done it. It won't be the last time they've done it. They've dropped so many apps. They've even dropped, like, big projects where they've gone into... I don't remember which place it was in the States. They started putting down their internet. What is it called? Uh, Project uh, Fi? Fi. Google Fi. They put holes in the city streets. They put all the wiring in. They spent so much money. They changed laws there. Okay. Just to find out that they needed to patch up because it was only like a few inches underneath the, the what do you call it, the asphalt. They kept patching it up. You know what they did after spending all that money and getting all those people excited and all this? They ended the project. They're like, you know, we're not going to do it anymore. Forget it. It's not worth it. They've done it with their And that was just apps. out of nowhere or that was because of that like was just, governmental yeah, like reasons? It, no, it's just like, hey, you know, we have to keep patching this. We didn't do it right. And, you know, it made... Whatever telecom company was there, I forgot who who it was. This is a, a while back. Um, they made whatever company was there finally offer gigabyte service faster than they would have because they had to compete. And don't get me wrong, they were in like a court case with this company. Well, as I well. mean, big... that that is one of the reasons why Google started doing those the internet in the first place was, hey, you guys aren't going to lay down this infrastructure as fast as we are going to, and so we're going to force you to catch up. That was the point. Like it was never, the point was never, hey, we're going to have internet here for forever. In some places they did, but in a lot of places it was like, you guys don't have enough competition, so we're going to come in, lay our own fiber line, and force you guys to compete with us. Right. But yeah, It is, and, is and I get topic. it, but the whole thing is like, you know, they're dropping, look, Apollo Messenger, um, what was it, uh, Google Plus? Is it called Google Plus? That was supposed to be like the social media yeah, Google alternative Plus, yeah, to like... Dead A now. lot of people loved Google Plus though, but they no, just like... No, nobody loved Google Plus, bro. No, Stop there lying. were. They had... Okay. There were, there was a few, a few of their apps, a few of the things they did that they just like, they stopped supporting. So like my fear is you get into this, you buy hardware... And then, you know, Google but decides, again, bro, you know, they're a data company. They stop. Supporting they are. Here's the other scary the thing. Data, right? Here's the other scary thing. How are they going to get into this? You're right. They're a data company. Like if you have, collecting. let's say you have two billion users. I'm just making up numbers here. And two percent of those users or one percent of those users are using that one service. 
and, and it costs so, you more than any of the data you mine from these users on that service. Like it doesn't make. So any let me sense ask you a question: going. Would yeah. you be comfortable using this service at a lower cost, but your data is being used? Would you take that? Like would you're that showing be the, me ads, or like what? It depends showing on what me you're ads, collecting. You're, you're collecting data on what games I play, when I play them, what time, uh, what time of the day I play them, how long I play them. You're taking all this data. You're telling me, and this is how you're making, you know, the price lower. You're taking all this data, um, you know, IP addresses, so location, all this, and you're selling it to the game developers or whoever else wants to buy this data. But that's the way to bring down the cost. And maybe there is an ad like, you know, you've been playing this game and when you switch to a different game, you got to watch this ad for a few minutes. Like, how would you feel about that if that brought down the price? So, I mean, from my perspective, game developers already do this and people don't know about it. But game developers already have in-game stats of what you do, how you do it, how often you do it. That's not surprises to them. And so if I'm giving up more of that information for a cheaper game, fuck yeah, I'll do it. I don't care. If you're going to show me ads while I'm playing a game, screw that. Ain't about that life. Right. No, that I agree with. I, d- I don't mind an ad maybe when I switch a game. Yeah, Or fine. even collecting just that. Or if it's in the dashboard on... or whatever. Like, I don't care. Like, promotional. You know, we're used to that on our dashboards. Ads all the time. But but it's but it's that privacy thing where people be like, all of a sudden I'm getting all these ads for these types of games because I just played this one game. And right now they'll be like, I love getting the price cheaper, but now I feel like my privacy has been infringed on. But this like, is, now this is I not feel a new like... concept, though. Like, no, it's not. It's like, not. No, but Amazon people complain about it right now. Their Fire tablets or with their fi- their like their uh, Kindle devices, do they not? Like they okay, so they give you something at a cheaper oh, yes, price for if sure. You, yeah. If you uh, agree opt- to have, opt in, yeah, yeah. If you opt into ads, basically. Okay, so let's let's say thirty dollars max. Or do we agree on that? Thirty dollars max. Let's move on and say thirty dollars max is what this price point is got to hit or lower. Or not much higher, like you know, thirty-five. You're already bringing it to like the highest. I'm already over I, I my think, comfort I zone. I think the highest, knowing the games industry right now and the way things are, I think the highest is fifteen bucks. Fifteen? Yeah, I don't think anyone will pay over fifteen dollars a month to play for this thing. To pay for this thing. Okay, so you I say think, 15. I think the people who are buying PlayStation now are buying it for a full year because they don't give a fuck, or they're buying it for a longer period of time because it's cheaper than that monthly twenty dollar cost. Agreed, agreed, and that's that's the whole point of the service, right? Yeah, like I I personally would actually pay on the fly the either six month or twelve month PlayStation Now plan, even if I never use the service. Because I wouldn't want to pay $20 for something versus $100 for a longer period of time. Like, after five months, you've already made your money back. Even if you play one game for five months on that service, you've made your money back, basically. Yes, I agree. Um, Talking about all these other projects going on, you know, this seems to be the future, right? Like, this is, like, what we're coming to. Well, yeah, everyone's doing this, right? I mean, here's the thing. Microsoft comes out with that uh what do you call that thing the games pass right the games pass was essentially their answer to playstation now except a different concept you download the games you have access to the games right and microsoft's xcloud project is actually something they've been talking about at e3s for a couple of years now and that is i think it's just one of those things it's not easy you know to to um oh man what's the word i'm looking for um 
uh, forget it. It's not easy to do. Basically, it's it's one of those things where, like, as we know, implement um, G four implement. Yeah, it's not one of those e- easy things to not even implement was the word, but like um like accomplish. It's not one of those things that are easy to accomplish because some of these services, like the GeForce Now, could be in beta for a while. Like you said, Xbox has talked about this X Cloud for a while, and Xbox has got the server power to back this up. Yeah, they've got it. it. Goes you know what I mean? That, right? Like Google is the first person so far to build a custom solution for this, right? I think like, because nobody has like... ever thought, or maybe they have, but like nobody's thought so far, hey, maybe we should make a Wi-Fi controller that connects directly to the server so it reduces that input latency. You know? Nobody's thinking of that stuff. And the only latency you have to worry about now is the one between the server and the device showing you the actual item. You know what I mean? By the way, there's there's a lot more features that this controller does. Like there's a Google Assistant built in built in button that I think allows you to tell like you know where to which game to play hey, and Google, stuff like that. Hey Google, order me a I mean? pizza. Yeah, basically, like there's there's more features into it, uh, but you know, that's the biggest like if you're a game enthusiast, that's the biggest you know selling point. Yo latency is lower yeah but i mean but i'm just thinking fundamentally on a solutions level we know with streaming there's latency and everybody has so far gone with the approach of controller communicates to device device communicates to cloud cloud communicates back to device device communicates to controller right plain and simple or sorry device communicates to screen to tell you what just happened Right? Don't get me wrong. So far, it's not the worst. The latency on most of these services, and I've played with PlayStation Now on my PlayStation Vita back back in the day. It's not bad. Like it's not like I push a button and things happen like three seconds later. They don't happen as soon as I expect them to, but they do happen faster than I thought they would. You know, um, and that that is also going to depend on factors like your internet connection and your quality and all that stuff. Right. right? But to be able to solution something like what Google has done, it actually gives, you know, it's sort of actually because they're so open about it, it kind of gives Microsoft and Sony and everybody a blueprint of, Hey, if this actually works out for them, we kind of know the types of shit that we need to do in order for this to work. In Microsoft case, it could be like better server hardware, Put out a Wi-Fi enabled Xbox controller, um, so on and so forth, that you can bundle with this service. You know what I mean? And it's like rumored lately that come May, Xbox is actually going to put out a disk drive-less version of the Xbox One S. Right. Right, and uh, and I wouldn't be surprised. And I think that, that is goes more hand for in like hand, yeah. digital and streaming. And the and and you know what? That product is the key to my heart. It is. It's the key to my if they tomorrow said we're putting out a wireless or a driveless Xbox One X and then it's cheaper. You'd pick it up. I pick it up. Hands down. Right. No, I agree. I, I don't I even don't have buy, a physical. Yeah, I don't buy physical yeah. games. I buy digital ones. And if anything, I would love to try out whatever Microsoft services server uh, services like a streaming service. Right. We already know that that Games Pass is a great fucking deal. It's a great deal. You get access to a lot of AAA titles and third party titles for like ten bucks a month, basically. Or is it eleven ninety nine in Canada? I don't know. Something like that. But still, that's that's incredible. It's a great it's a great service. You're getting you know, you're getting day one hit titles, especially if they're Microsoft titles. Um, and some other titles because of partnerships they have. So no, you can't go wrong. That service is definitely worth the money. Again, we're talking 
10 uh, to 15 dollars max right so you're right like a lot of that's that service should be within that 10 to 15 and we're talking canadian dollars probably less american and uh, i think it works out like that's the sweet spot so I think Google's got to come in at that sweet spot to get customers in because if your price is too high or your library's crappy, you're not going to have, you know, the Yeah, I, you're not going to have the people interested. Pricing is very important. I think I wish Google was a bit more transparent on when this would come out cuz they just said 2019, guys. It's like okay, that yeah. that means a they've lot. done this like, in the that's past, like though, right? The end of 2019. That's the middle yeah. of 2019. I, I don't know. Is that, that like is that like New Year's Day of yeah? Like is that like December 31st or <laughs> like when? You is know this? what? Talking about um, streaming services, have you ever heard of a company called Shadow? Uh, it's a sorry. It's a service. No. It's a service or an app called Shadow. It's from a company called Blade, a French company. No, I haven't. I so, haven't seen this. so they kind of look at it a little different. First of all, you can use their service at five megabytes, the lowest connection. You're not getting like the best, but it'll give you like the basic. So, what's really cool about this company is that what they give you is not just like a gaming. Um, you're not just playing games. You get a high-powered Windows 10 PC. Dang. Yeah, so if you want to like do other work, like um, you're uh, someone who wants to convert videos, who wants to j- just needs a high powered Windows 10 PC but can't afford it, well, they sell this. You could also do gaming on it, but you could also use it as a PC, and you could and and you could set it up at 720p at 60 frames, uh, depending on your your megabytes. They're saying around five megabytes. That's what you'll get. You can go to 1080 and they even 4K. Yeah, possibly. And they charge up to I think their month to month is thirty five dollars a month. But you are getting a full PC. It's not just a gaming service. Right. I I think that's valuable to somebody out there. You know, it's only available in the US, the UK, France, Switzerland, Belgium, Luxembourg and Germany. But that's pretty cool. That is that's pretty because people are like trying to build really nice PCs. It could cost up to two grand. Yeah, well, yeah, that depends, but yeah. And you can't take it on the go. You can't take that heavy-duty PC on the go. Well, most of the time. Maybe with the new stuff that Valve is doing with their Steam Link, but yeah. But yeah, that's a conversation for another day, I would say. It is. I'd say say maybe we start wrapping it up. All right. Let's wrap it up, people. Listen, this was a short but sweet episode and the reason is and we did our best some, to stay on topic yay we did we did do our best <clears throat> let me just let all the <clears throat> sorry i'm dying today let me just let all the people know out there that the reason this episode might seem a little rushed is all because of me i have this big issue of slipping at work Dude, it's kind of what i do about to become a liability <laughs> yeah i'm about to become a liability i hope no one from the company hears this <laughs> Because, like, I'm slipping, like, on a daily basis. I don't know if I'm doing it for fun. But I have two things to say. Number one, I slipped at work again. In the process, I fell. In the process, my phone went somewhere when I fell. Didn't realize it. Went to the bathroom, make sure I was okay. Realized my watch was telling me my phone is gone. Run back, pick up my phone, and I'm like, God damn, thank God one of the forklifts didn't run over my phone. It's in pristine condition. Perfect. Few maybe hours later or so, I try to use my camera to take a photo of something. Rear camera. It doesn't work. Try the flash. It doesn't work. I reset my phone. It still doesn't work. I remove the beta from my phone. It still doesn't work. So definitely there's a hardware issue. 
But the, I found out there's another hardware issue as well. Is that goddamn Apple has in the past asked me if I'm falling when I'm not falling. But the one goddamn time I fall, my Apple Watch doesn't ask me if I've fallen. It don't give a crap if I've <laughs> fallen. Okay? It was like, listen, if there's any movement you should make when you're falling, I did it. Okay? Did I you, did like did arms you turn up in off the air. The falling thing? No, it was on. I checked. It's okay. under emergency fall detection. I took a nice wipe. I slipped on some glass, okay? And I just fell, and I kind of did like a Terminator where I like fell and got up really quick. Yeah. And maybe that's what confused the watch. But I like fell and was kind of embarrassed and was like, it wasn't like a very painful fall. Okay. But I was like, uh, oh, damn. Did I you fell. hurt yourself? I, I was in like Because I discomfort. remember one time you fell or something happened, you scraped the side of your leg, and that was like fucking gross for like three weeks. Yeah, like I've listen. I've I'm prone to falling. Maybe I shouldn't wear shorts all the time. For real. All right, this has been another episode of the Pixel Refresh podcast. If you like the show, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or share it with your friends. Feel free to ask us questions at our Facebook at facebook.com/pixelrefresh. I've been your host Marco Rodriguez, and this has been Mario Amaral, the Slipping King, and we will see you guys next week. Slipping King out.